We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This is Metroscope, an Intercom Radio Portland public affairs program. I'm Gary Bloxham. On the show this time, I would like to welcome Julie Piper Finley. Julie is the Director of Marketing for Meals on Wheels People. Hey there, Julie. Hello. So Meals on Wheels people, tell me about it. Well, Meals on Wheels people started in 1970. That was the era when all sorts of communities were beginning to think about feeding the elders in their community and looking at ways that they could bring meals to people who were homebound. So in the case of the Portland metro area, there were three ladies who were working with a large community group. And on New Year's Eve, 1969, they broke off from the rest, ran down to Salem and incorporated the company, which in those days was called Loaves and Fishes. Ah. People might remember that name from many years ago. And in 2012, we changed the name of the company to Meals on Wheels People. And suddenly everyone knew what we did and who we served. Kind of the name kind of says it all, right? It really does. Loaves and Fishes was a name that they adopted. It was a named after a federal white paper. Uh, Some people in Washington had talked about the idea that churches and synagogues should open up their kitchens on weekdays when they were not being used by their worshipers so that community groups could serve meals out of those locations. And they named this paper Operation Loaves and Fishes, and the three ladies who founded us adopted that as the name of the company, but it didn't really explain what we did. So for 40 years, people were confused. And then when we changed it to Meals on Wheels People, it was like, Eureka, now we know what you do. <laughs> it's a light bulb went on. True. Awesome. So uh, Meals on Wheels People, is that a, it started here, right? And it's kind of a local thing. Yes and no. Meals on Wheels is a generic term, kind of like Kleenex. So every city, county, large metropolitan area has some sort of a Meals on Wheels program. But there's no national office. There's no um, organization that oversees all of us. So Meals on Wheels People is the local independent nonprofit that provides senior nutrition services in the greater metro area. So we serve Multnomah, Washington, and Clark counties only. Okay. And how does it work? How do you get all these meals out to seniors? We serve and deliver 5,000 meals every single weekday. And meals are available to anyone age 60 or older, regardless of income. So if you are a mobile person, you can get out and about, drive or walk or take the bus. We invite you to come to one of our many neighborhood dining centers. We're open for lunch every weekday. If you're homebound, unable to cook for yourself, and can't get out, we will bring meals to you, and that's Meals on Wheels. So as I said earlier, the only qualification is that you be age 60 or older and live in our service area. So to sign up, you simply would go to our website, which is mowp.org, or phone our main switchboard, which is 503-736-6325, and we'll sign you up and get you started. 
Wow, that's that's awesome. And I'm assuming these are wonderfully nutritious meals and everything like that? They are. We have a dietitian on staff who plans all the meals, and um, they are amazingly diverse. We have things that um, everyone will recognize, like chicken stroganoff and meatloaf and things like that. But we also have a very um, interesting ethnic menu. We have a lot of our uh, participants are from different cultures and different places around the world, and we have changed our menu to reflect that. So we have um, a, a Somali beef recipe. We have lemongrass fish. We have um, all sorts of um, Mexican dishes, and we have developed these and tested them with our diners. So we're not just randomly throwing these out on the menu. We have people from those cultures taste the menus and say, wow. well, this is pretty close, but you need to tweak this a little bit or do this a little bit differently. And then once it's passed their taste test, then we incorporate it into our menu. That's great. What a cool thing to do. Because people that maybe aren't of that ethnicity will try it too and, and be introduced to a whole new cuisine. It's very true. We have a couple of centers that actually do ethnic meals on location. So, for example, we have a fairly high Asian population that attends our Belmont Center in Southeast Portland. So, as their second entree every day, they do some sort of Asian meal from scratch. And so, uh, that's a really popular menu. So, even the people who don't have an Asian background will traditionally choose that particular menu because... Our society tends to like Asian food, and so you may be from, you know, Milwaukee, Oregon, but you like, you know, stir-fry, so that's what you'll pick that day. That's great. How many seniors are you serving? We do 5,000 people every single day, so we're actually one of the larger Meals on Wheels programs in the country. You know, you'd think that a place like San Francisco or New York or Chicago might be larger, but because they are so large geographically, they have multiple smaller programs that take care of all of their senior nutrition needs. So we're one of the biggest ones in the country. That's great. Do some people get delivery or come to the dining centers every day? Every single day, that's right. And we actually have some people who are in a position um, either financially or physically where they truly cannot prepare meals for themselves at all. And so even though we don't deliver on weekends, we will bring them two additional meals on Friday to cover them for the weekend so that they're not without food. How do you qualify to take advantage of Meals on Wheels? You have to be 60. All right, that's it? That's it. And you have to be unable to cook for yourself. You know, if, if you can get out and drive and you're out, you know, mowing your lawn and playing golf on Fridays, we're not going to bring you Meals on Wheels. But, you know, if you're in a position where you don't have a car, um, maybe you're very frail, you might be 95 years old and, you know, cooking is really a burden, then we'll bring you a meal. And so it's not based on income. You can be a millionaire and get Meals on Wheels. For many years, I delivered a route myself in a Forest Heights. And they were million-dollar homes. But the people needed the meal. They needed someone to visit them. They needed someone to check on them every day. They needed someone to bring them a balanced meal because they couldn't do it themselves for physical reasons. Maybe they might have dementia. And so their children have disabled their stove, which makes perfect sense. So they just really needed that meal and someone to say hi to them every day. Yeah, I, you said you, you were a delivery person at one point. Oh, no, I still deliver every oh, day. You still deliver. Every weekend. Mm-hmm. Okay. What's that like? It's an amazing experience. You'll talk to any Meals on Wheels volunteer, and they will tell you that they get more from the delivery 
then they they feel that they're they're giving out themselves, and you get to know the people on your route. Most of the people uh, you deliver, most of the delivery people will deliver the same route every week, and so you see the same people every week when you deliver, and you get to know them. You get to know about their children, their pets, their hobbies. Um, you get to know them, you know, and and how they feel about things. You might see them one day and they're sad. You might come one day and they don't feel well, and you get to know them like a friend. And you can tell what's a good day and what's a bad day for them. Um, and, you know, you get to be very fond of some of the people on your route. I will admit that. Yeah. So you get to spend some time and visit with them, right? You, how you long do. do you stay? It really depends on the person and it depends on the route. And it's the the visit that you bring to them is just as important as the food. A lot of these people don't get out of their homes. As I said earlier, they're homebound, so they don't drive. They might live at the end of a very long driveway in a rural area of Washington County, say, or maybe out in Corbin and Multnomah County, and they don't see anybody. And so the only person they're going to see that day is that Meals on Wheels driver. And so for them, you're their entire contact with the outside world. Um, I had one lady on my route I was very fond of, and even though it didn't make sense geographically to deliver to her last I always put her last so I could stay and visit with her for a little while. Um, We've had some interesting um, research done recently, and it says more than 25% of older adults in our country live alone, and 43% of them report feeling lonely or isolated. And that's really a sad fact. And then from an actual physical point of view, Being lonely or feeling sad and isolated is as detrimental to your health as smoking 15 cigarettes a day. And that's really a shocking statistic. That is. So if you have someone who might have been in fairly good health, but maybe they lost a spouse, they live on a farm outside of LaCenter, Washington, let's say, and they're suddenly very lonely, their health can deteriorate extremely quickly. But if they have someone that's bringing them a good meal that's balanced and has, you know, vegetables and fruit in it every day, and there's someone they can talk to, that might be just the little bit that they need to remain independent and healthy. That's really wonderful. Now I want to know how to volunteer. Tell our listeners how they can become part of this. It's super easy to volunteer. Just like you go to MOWP.org to register, you can go to that same website to volunteer. And there's all kinds of opportunities. Our greatest need, of course, is for Meals on Wheels drivers. Those are done weekdays between about 10.30 and noon. So I know some people have limitations because of jobs and that sort of thing. But we encourage people who work for a company to share a route. So let's say you work for ABC Roofing Company and your company decides you're going to deliver meals every Tuesday. So Gary, you might deliver on one day and then the guy who sits next to you in another cube might deliver the following Monday or Wednesday. And so it's not a gigantic burden on you personally. You just deliver maybe once every five or six weeks if you're sharing it with your coworkers. So that company covers the route every week, but it's not a burden on one single person. Other opportunities include uh, special events. We have a number of special events that are coming up. You can volunteer as a participant in the event. You can volunteer as a volunteer for the event, or you might want to work on the committee that's planning the event. So there's all kinds of opportunities, and they're listed on our website. If you are a driver... 
Uh, do you have to have a special vehicle or what, what's required there? Oh, you can deliver any way you like. In downtown Portland, we have a number of walking routes. So if you work in the downtown Portland area and want to deliver on a lunch hour, you can do that. Every one of our neighborhood centers, we have about 25 of them, have routes available for a bike. If you have your own bike, which you will need, we can provide you with a trailer. We have coolers that are specially fitted for a bike trailer. Or you can deliver on a motorcycle. We've had people do that wow. or a car. So you do need to have your own car and your own insurance, but we provide you with the route, which you can do paper route like the old days. Or we have a mobile app that you can use because we are very technologically savvy. <laughs> That's pretty great. <laughs> I love that. Um, logistically, how do you serve 5,000 meals a day? That's a lot. It is a lot of meals. We have a 14,000 square foot industrial kitchen in Multnomah Village. So all the meals start there and they're um, created there for the most part. So like, um, let's say that the meal tomorrow is spaghetti. So we would prepare the sauce in bulk and we will send the sauce out to our neighborhood centers. We'll send them uncooked noodles. We'll send them parts to put together a salad. We'll send them uncooked vegetables. So we send them basically all the parts. Each neighborhood center will finish cooking off that meal and then plate it and serve it to the people who come into the center. The Meals on Wheels portions are prepackaged at our uh, industrial kitchen and sent out prepackaged to the center. Then each center has a number of routes that go out. There's usually about 10 people per route. We try to keep the routes within a few miles of the pickup location. So let's say that you work in Southeast Portland, you will come to one of our centers there, pick up your route, deliver 10 meals not too far from that center. It should take you about an hour. That gives you time to go back to your work or your home or whatever you're doing. Can seniors request meals delivered at certain times of day or do they mostly come in the afternoon? It's like a dinner time meal? No, it is a midday meal. Midday, and unfortunately, okay. you cannot request your delivery time. If you're doing 5,000 meals a day and we had 5,000 delivery times, it would be a logistical nightmare. Yeah. So meals are delivered midday between 1030 and noon. However, in the old days, we used to deliver the meal hot. So you had to be home. You had to be ready to eat the meal because it was being delivered to you ready to eat. But people's lifestyles have changed a lot. Um, how they um, operate in their kitchen change a lot. And so since nearly everyone has a microwave or a functioning oven, 90% of the meals we deliver are delivered chilled. So they're not finished being cooked. So that way, even though we deliver it to you in the middle of the day, you can heat it and eat it whenever you want. That's, that's pretty handy. Yeah, it makes it far more convenient because if you're the first person on the route and you got a hot meal at 1030, do you really want to eat it then? I don't think so. Yeah, and the delivery person, if they're starting at 1030 by, by noon, their meals are cold. Exactly right. And so this allows us to get a little bit more flexibility on the routes that we provide to people because they're delivering chilled meals in a cooler with ice as opposed to a meal that had to be delivered hot. So it gives our drivers more flexibility. It gives the people who receive the meals more flexibility. I think in general, when Meals on Wheels started, you know, 50 years ago, we're a 50-year-old organization. People lived differently. They ate differently. Society was different. Um, people wanted, um, you know, meat and potatoes, and they wanted it hot, and they wanted it earlier in the day. But now seniors are a little bit more sophisticated. A lot of people are still working into their 60s and 70s. They've traveled. They just have a far more developed palate. And so the sorts of meals that they want and how they want them delivered are quite a bit different than they were 50 years ago. Yeah, I bet you've seen some changes. You've been with Meals on Wheels people for how long? I've been with Meals on Wheels people 17 years. And um, 
it's changed dramatically just since I've been there. One of the things that we are testing out this year, which has been tremendously successful, is a new concept in Vancouver. It's called the Diner Vancouver. It's a regular neighborhood restaurant that's open to the public seven days a week, um, seven to two in the afternoon. Um, We serve breakfast all day. But if you are over the age of 60 and you are enrolled in the Meals on Wheels program and you order off our special Meals on Wheels Diner Club menu, you can donate what you can afford toward the cost of your meal, just like you would at one of our neighborhood senior centers. And the idea is that there are seniors, like I mentioned earlier, who are 65, 70, they're still working. They don't necessarily have the time to go to a senior center in the middle of the day. Or maybe they don't want to eat with only other people who are their age. Maybe they want to have breakfast at 7.30 on Sunday. So this allows them the flexibility to eat when they want. It also gives them the ability to eat with whom they want. So maybe they want to have breakfast with their grandchildren or maybe they want to have lunch with their neighbor who's only 40. They can't really do that at a senior center. But if you go to the diner, everyone can eat. And if you're over the age of 60, you can donate what you can afford for that meal. This allows older adults who may never darken the door of a traditional senior center the ability to come in and get a nutritious meal to either eat with people or sometimes they just want to eat near people. We've mm-hmm. had people at the diner who will come in and sit at the counter. It's got a regular counter like a traditional diner. And maybe they just want to chat with their waitress. They don't necessarily want to eat with 15 other people at a big table, but they just want to chat with somebody. And so the diner allows them to do that. That's great. It sounds like a pretty festive environment, too. It's a really fun uh, place. The The decor is really hip. It's kind of a mid-century modern with light wood and it has the Meals on Wheels people signature lime green and some of the upholstery. And it's got plants and um, it's got traditional diner fare. You can get a Reuben sandwich there and you can get a, um, a Dutch baby for breakfast. Those seem to be very popular with people and um, it gives people a lot of different options. I, what's a Dutch baby? Somebody asked me that yesterday. <laughs> I guess I'm amazed. I thought everyone knew Dutch baby. It's a giant puffy pancake that's made in a cast iron skillet and it's super yummy. Go to the diner and have one. I, I'm in. <laughs> so I'll, tell me more about the dining centers, too. They're located kind of throughout the metropolitan area? Right. We have one in a neighborhood near you, as they sometimes say in advertisements. And so these are located um, all over the place. We have them up in Clark County in Battlegrounds. There's a beautiful one in Battleground, Washington, um, one in Washougal. We have them clear out in Forest Grove. Um, Hillsboro, um, all throughout the Portland metropolitan area. Um, and as I said, they're open um, for lunch every weekday. Many of them are located in uh, community centers, so there's other activities going on in the building. Um, the one in Beaverton is located at the Elsie Stewart Senior Center. There's lots happening in that building. The one in Southeast Portland, uh, our Cherry Blossom Center, is located in the East Portland Community Center. They have a pool there, a gym, classes. So um, every neighborhood's different, but um, there's one near everyone. Yeah, sounds like it. Is, is there a particular need in a certain area of the metropolitan area? If you meet need by seniors, are there yeah. No, really, there isn't. Every neighborhood has older people. And I think a lot of them are um, ignored or people don't realize that they have neighbors who are older. Um, I was talking with some statistics earlier. Another statistic I learned earlier today was that only 2% of charitable giving in this country 
is designated specifically for older adults. And there are many causes in this country to support. I, I'm well aware of that. But I thought it was sad that only 2% is donated specifically to older adults. And I think it's a segment of our population that's often overlooked or forgotten. And so you may live in a very affluent neighborhood and you may have beautiful homes and lovely manicured lawns, but there could be someone next door to you who's 85 and very lonely. And you might not even know that. Right, right. So it doesn't really matter if you live in Southeast Portland or Northeast Portland or way out in Clark County or you know, in the farm area of Washington County. There are old people everywhere that need food and a friendly visit. And the senior population is growing too because baby boomers are becoming seniors, right? It's true. And they predict that the number of older adults in this country will double between 2020 and 2030. So think about all the old people you know and just and just double that number. Yeah. And you know, they're turning 60 in droves every single day and it's going to become a major portion of our population very quickly. Well, so Meals on Wheels people is is very important now. It's going to become even more important, so we need to fund it. How is Meals on Wheels people funded? We get about 35% of our funding from the federal government. It's uh, money called the Older Americans Act. It was authorized by Congress in the 1960s and is renewed every four or five years. And that money is funneled to every county in the United States. And every county has to figure out how they're going to feed the older people in their community with this little bit of money that the government gives them. So in some locations, it's actually a, a county program. So that's really the case in rural areas of our country where they don't have a lot of infrastructure. The county manages the senior nutrition program. But here in the metropolitan area, the counties of Multnomah, Washington, and Clark have funneled that federal money to us. They said, here's that federal money. You figure out how to feed people. So 35% of our budget comes from the government, and we fundraise the rest. Wow. So how do you tell me about some of your fundraisers? We have a couple of large events every year. The one that's coming up in November is called Donate Dinner. Um, I think probably a lot of your listeners may actually be familiar with it. It takes place the five days before Thanksgiving. And when you're shopping at an independent grocery store like New Seasons Market or Market of Choice or a Thriftway, there will be a volunteer wearing a lovely Meals on Wheels people apron at the entrance when you go in to pick up your turkey. And they will hand you a card and say, you can donate dinner to a senior when you check out. So when you're writing that gigantic check for your Thanksgiving dinner, you can add on the cost of a meal or a week of meals or a month of meals when you write that check, and it's all donated back to Meals on Wheels people, and that raises about $250,000 in five days. Wow. So that's in November. We have the Stride for Seniors Charity Walk, which takes place in April every year at uh, Portland International Raceway. That's a family-friendly event where people walk around a track and ask their friends to donate money, and that's a big, fun event. Um, so those are our two big events every year. We have a luncheon in Clark County in May, March, March 10th in Clark County. And I, I, I was looking at your website a little bit earlier. There's a big donate button on the website as well. There's a donate button always. So um, <laughs> we really do encourage people to donate either individually or as a corporation. Um, like a lot of nonprofits, we have a monthly giving plan so that you can donate a small amount or a large amount every month. And it was automatically deducted from your checking or savings or credit card, and um, we're happy to sign you up for that as well. Great. And also, while I was looking at the website, I noticed there was a bunch of information about your sustainability practices. Tell me about that. Right. We are trying to be good stewards of the environment. 
Um, in the very early days, we used the dreaded styrofoam packaging to distribute meals because back in 1970, that was about all you had. Everybody did. Right. Now, most of the products that we use, we try to make them compostable if possible um, or recyclable. Um, we try to use very little foil because that's hard to break down in the environment. Um, we try to use things that don't generate a lot of waste. Um, our main central kitchen and um, administrative offices are um, considered a green building. We've worked closely with the city of Portland to make sure that we do that. Um, I mentioned earlier coming in, we're trying to fix our HVAC system in our building right now. It's not working very well, and we're trying to go to a system that's far more energy efficient than what was initially installed in the building when it was opened. Good stuff. Yep. So tell me, we've got about a minute. Tell me how somebody can volunteer. It's very easy. You can go to our website at mowp.org, click on the giant volunteer button, and it will list all the opportunities, not only those possible at uh, our special events coming up, but driving Meals on Wheels, serving on committees. There's a whole list of things you can do. You click on them when you like, and you can register. I think delivery sounds like the most fun. It is. It's really fun. I've delivered meals for well over 20 years. I deliver every week, and um, it's a lot of fun. You meet wonderful people, and um, it's a great thing to do for families as well. And then probably for those people who'd like to test out delivering if they've never done it before, we always need volunteers for Thanksgiving Day. It's a special delivery day. A lot of people like to do that with their children. People who've come home from college might have done it when they were young and come back and do it again. So um, feel free to test it out by delivering on Thanksgiving Day. That's great. Well, thank you for coming in today. This has been super interesting. You guys are doing great work. Thanks, Gary. I appreciate the opportunity. We've been talking with Julie Piper Finley, Director of Marketing at Meals on Wheels, people. Metroscope is an Intercom Radio Portland public affairs program. I'm Gary Bloxham. If you're involved with a nonprofit or public affairs organization, or if you have an idea for an upcoming show, I'd like to hear from you. Visit MetroscopePDX.com and submit your ideas. You can also go to this station's website and submit your information there. Thanks for listening to Metroscope and enjoy the rest of your weekend.